You're listening to episode 21 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Take the Reins podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just have to say I need to celebrate for a moment because this week the podcast reached over 10,000 downloads. I cannot say thank you enough. I appreciate your love and support for this podcast. I appreciate all the shares and all of your encouragement. And, you know, really, I didn't expect for it to be this successful this soon. And I can't wait to see where it takes us. So with that being said, today's episode, I want to talk about something that, of course, is very prevalent to us today. And yes, I'm going to be discussing COVID-19 and the spread of this virus. However, I'm talking to you about this as a horse owner to a horse owner and I want to make sure that we're all taking the the necessary precautions in order to be able to come out of this the best that we can and the most connected that we can. I want to start off today by saying I really hope that you're doing well wherever you're listening to us from today. The changes and restrictions to our daily lives seem to be changing so rapidly due to the spread of COVID-19 that lots of things that could be done to help ourselves and others may be easily overlooked. So that's really what this episode is about. It's about making sure that we're helping ourselves and helping others to be able to make this process a little easier on us all and um, to just relieve some of our stress or the stress of our neighbors. In the interest of being as transparent as possible for this episode, I want you to know that the advice being given is not advice from myself. However, when it was given to me, I felt relieved that someone else had thought of this. I was a little uh, shaken that I hadn't thought of it already. And I'm sure that some of you already have, but I know that if I haven't, then I'm sure there's at least one person listening right now that hasn't thought of it either. And I hope this helps you. The advice that I'm offering you came about as a result of an opportunity to have coffee and connect with some lovely ladies via Zoom. On our call yesterday, we had the privilege of having someone speaking to us from Europe. It was fantastic having her on the call because she brought along with her great insights into this global situation. Now, she did offer some incredible insight. She is asking to just be kind of a silent advice giver at this point in order to be able to offer as much insight as possible, but 
to allow you to understand that this is not coming from a place of judgment and she's just looking to be able to help. For those of you who are listening in Canada, but more specifically the East Coast, you know that our precautionary measures have been ramping up daily. It was interesting to hear the praise for our action to prevent versus judgment for doing too little. Europe has been experiencing much more serious effects of this virus because they are quite some time ahead of us in the virus itself, but only a couple weeks ahead of us in preventative measures being taken. Our European friends shared some insights that the rest of us on the call had not really thought of and I think are very valuable for me to share with you today. With this friend's permission, I will share her top tips to horse owners as we navigate the restrictions on us at this time. The precautions we should be taking and how we can help contribute to a horse community that comes out of this united and strong. Here's some sound and valuable advice during this unprecedented time. With the changes or potential changes to our horse's riding schedule, you may want to consider modifying your horse's feed schedule during this time. Now this can be for two reasons. One, to offset the change in energy needed by your horse as the changes are made to their workload. So by reducing their energy intake, you're in turn reducing their energy output, which may make your horse more manageable when it comes to a reduced workload. So how much energy they're putting out when their work is reduced is obviously less or less needed than when they're in a full workload. So keeping that in mind, it not only makes them more manageable for people who are handling them on a daily basis, it allows them to be able to relax more in their stall and relax during this time of a little less work. And it also will help you when it comes time to go getting back into your regular work schedule where your horse is going to have a little more productive energy instead of you having to fight that unnecessary energy that's been fed into them. The second reason you may want to consider reducing your horse's feed during this time is to reduce the strain on feed demand if we find ourselves in a time of scarcity or inflation that a lot of horse owners simply are not prepared for. We can assess and consider reducing concentrated feeds at this time by looking at our horse's work schedule, turnout availability, natural energy level, current physical condition, age, and of course their metabolism. In order to put less strain on the demand for hay and helping stretch current hay supply further without compromising the health of our horses, we can also consider feeding smaller hay portions more frequently to reduce wasted hay and encourage our horses to clean up the hay that they have when we feed it. Now, I understand that not all situations are the same. Some people have private burns where it's very easy to be able to monitor and switch up their horse's feeding schedule, and others, their horses are at boarding stables. Now, not all boarding stables are close to borders at this time, but that could be coming. And there are a lot of horse owners that simply cannot take the risk of going to the burn in order to keep their family protected and safe or themselves protected and safe. So if this is the case, try to have a conversation with your barn owner and see if you can have them in fact reduce the feed if necessary, especially if you're not there and having your horse in a regular work program. If your horse is already at a place in their feeding program where they have a reduced 
energy intake because of, you know, circumstance of them not being ridden all the time or whatever that might be, then that is fantastic. And they can just definitely stay on that feeding routine right now. But this is a time when we should definitely be looking at our horse's feed routine and then changing accordingly. The next tip that was given by our friend is on the farrier. Now, I feel like this is really important because it's a situation that I came into today in particular. In Europe, farriers are not working their regular schedules because they are unfortunately not deemed an essential service. And whether we believe that is true or not, whatever opinion we might hold on that matter does not matter at this time because the restrictions that are being put into place are going to restrict us from having our regular farrier service for our horses. And there are some implications of that, of course, as we know. So it's nice to be able to just have a conversation around what some of the options for this might be. So of course, Ford has picked the most convenient time to lose a shoe. So unfortunately, my farrier lives in New Brunswick and I live in Nova Scotia. With the crossing of the borders being restricted now, it's he's unable to come and reshoe my horse at this time. So with this being said, the responsible thing to do is I'm going to have to assess, is he sore, going to be sore on the foot that the shoe has come off. I will have to limit turnout on hard ground if that's the case. I might have to take a look at the hoof that he has the shoe remaining on on the front in order to balance him out. If the shoe is very solid, which he was just shod, and the hoof is not as strong as I'd like, I will have to maintain having that shoe on there. If it looks like he has a nice strong foot and that shoe is also a little loose, then I might consider having my husband remove that shoe. But again, I will have to really make sure that I'm careful not to be turning him out on ground that could cause him to become up sore and then create a whole other issue. If your horses are barefoot, then be grateful. That's amazing. If you notice them getting a little long, then walks on pavement or crusher dust can actually help you with reducing that length some. If you have a shod horse and he's beginning to get long, consider if his feet are strong enough to remove the shoes, as I mentioned with Ford. And if they're not, consider adjusting the training program if you are still riding to account for the changes in his hoof balance. So if he has past tendon or ligament issues, then keep away from soft ground, no small circles, keep things as straight as possible, and then check the legs and feet frequently for heat and swelling. Understand what is normal for your horse so you can closely monitor any subtle changes and adjust accordingly. If you have a thinned sole, sensitive horse, stick to softer ground and avoid very hard and uneven ground. With any horse that is starting to get long feet, avoid a lot of lunging in small circles, long lining might be better, uh, and lots of hand walking. Also, keeping full beds can even help to support the comfort of our horse's feet should they have to be standing in a little more often. Now, advice that was given to us on riding, this is a conversation that I actually had last week with 
within our household because one of the things that we want to go and do is be with our horses and be able to ride our horses because that is what we enjoy and that's something that we're able to do. However, it is responsible of us to consider how we can mitigate the risks to ourselves as well as reduce the risks to to our horses via accidents of some sort. Riding is a high-risk sport, and on any given day, an accident can happen. We need to take extra precaution in how we handle our horses and what mounted activities we are doing. Turning out otherwise fresh horses is always a high risk, so making sure to practice safe turnout is a considerably good reminder. If usually you handle more than one horse at a time during turnout, try maybe reducing that to handling only one horse at a time. Make sure that you can turn the horse around safely and be in a spot that you can get away if the horse is feeling a little more playful, especially if their workload has been reduced. Maybe lunging or doing groundwork with your horse for an extra 10 minutes before you get on might also reduce the risk of you getting on a horse that's a bit more fresh. Consider not jumping during this time Working them with poles and maybe just doing flat work would be a consideration. Not hacking out where there might be a little more risk involved, especially alone, as well as more for, for us. We don't jump. However, we did have the conversation around we probably shouldn't be working cattle at this time with our horses. We don't need the risk of having more feet and more brains in the arena. Also, given that we can't access a vet as quickly or easily as may be necessary, we have to consider what types of first aid materials we need to have readily on hand. Access to ice in case of needing to slow down bleeding, what medications or treatments can be administered, um, and what do you need to consult a vet for. It may be a really good time to contact your vet in order to be able to get banamine to have on hand in case there is a colic within your burn. I know recently I discovered that there is a banamine paste that you can give to your horses. It's a little slower acting. However, it might you might feel safer giving that to your horse than the liquid type. If you do in fact need to give banamine to your horse, do ensure that you are not giving the liquid banamine in the muscle for your horse's safety sake. As horse owners, we need to trust the decisions that we have made regarding the care of our animals and that we have made the right ones. We need to trust that the professionals we work with will do what is best in the interest of our animals as well. And it's also important to know we need to leave the judgment behind, judge less, and help more. I'm going to wrap up this podcast episode today by sharing with you the last bit of advice I received from my incredible friend. She wrote, All businesses will be affected due to this pandemic. No one is immune to its consequences. However, we have seen how united horse lovers are, sharing an incredible bond not just with our animals, but with each other. We will get through this, we will learn through this, and we will become better for it. We will look at ways we can improve our management, and we will look at ways in how we can improve our readiness should we be faced with this again in the future. Ultimately, we as a community will be there to support all of our members, and when shows begin and horse people get together again, we will do so with a renewed love and appreciation for how lucky we are to share our life with horses. that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. 
To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Thank you.